you know, you just don't even realize how you as a person starts to just kind of elevate when you really focus on all elements of, of your life. Tell me what's the move, what's the move today? Swerving through the lanes in the Chevrolet. Can't be worried about shit that happened yesterday. Trying to hit another level, gotta elevate. Running up the bag now. What's up, everybody? While you're, I don't know, driving your car or at work <laughs> listening to this podcast, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Mm. Now that you heard that, Welcome to All Things Money. My yes, name sir. is Shayla, a.k.a. One Take Shay. My name is Dele, a.k.a. Diamond Boy, a.k.a. Dash Wavy. Dash Wavy. Yeah, man. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I want to do a game. All right, let's get it. Um, If you say the word money, you got to take a shot. Okay. Mm. Yeah, let's run it. Let's run it. All right, so first things we're going to do is going to introduce uh, the lovely ladies that we have. Uh, I'm Sierra, a.k.a. The Queen's Day. Um, I'm a teacher, educator, um, and then I also do a few freelance things. Um, So, yeah. And I'm Siani, a.k.a. Siani Fitness. I am a talent development manager, and I'm also studying to be a personal trainer. Oh, Oh, I didn't know that. Wow, Mm -hmm. freelancer. So Let's, let's, Let's cheers. Yeah. These are long-time, lifetime friends. Yes. Right, right, right. So um, this is a very special episode to us. What, 10 plus? Yeah, 10 yeah, plus 10 years. Yeah, 10 plus years. So yeah. cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to try to finish that bottle. I don't know if you guys can see the bottle. Yeah, we're going to get to it. Um, no way. But we're going to get close. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Big commitment. Actually, let me pour some more in here. Yeah, I've had a very, 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 very long week. So tell us about it. Why was your week long? Um, I just put hours in. Mm. To doing what? Yeah, what's working? Oh, work. I work. Well, um, you know, since the summertime is approaching, you know, I've been Mm -hmm. trying to get into the gym more. So Mm -hmm. I'll go. I wake up maybe like mm, seven, eight ish. Go to the gym probably to like nine. Mm. Show for about an hour. Um, I start work at 10 because my company is based in um, Texas. Thanks. So day is technically 9, but it's 10 Eastern time. Mm. So from 10 to like 6, I work. Mm. But in between uh, or closing to my day job, I'll go to the restaurant mm. and I'll work till close, which is till wow. like 9. But by the time I leave, close down, clean up, it's probably like 10, 10, 30. And then I'll just do, I come back and start working again. Like anything I missed, you know, during those hours, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and that's five days a week? Five days a week. On the grind. Uh-huh. Five days a week. really a grind. Wake up Saturday, do podcast stuff. Yeah. Sunday church is just, you know. But you got to put the time into working. Yeah, you know, you got to. 10,000 hours. You know. 10,000 hours. I don't know so. about that. <laughs> <laughs> Dedication. It so, is dedication. So the next thing uh, we're going to move on to, we're going to talk about a uh, segment, if you will, the stock market. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So what's, what's been going on, Delia? Yeah, um, stocks, man. You know, it's funny. A lot of people hit me up asking me um, what stock should I invest in. You know what I mean? And for me, it's very hard to say because um, you never really know somebody's true um, intentions when it comes to the stock market. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what you expect. Do you expect to 
put 10 in and make mm. 15. What's the end goal? Yeah, in, in next week. Right. Or, you know what I mean? So I don't really know what to say most mm. times because the stock market, obviously, right now, is it's it's not where it used to be or what oh it, you gosh. know, what it used to be. So, um, if you're, if you're more of a, a, a long-term yeah. player or investor, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, you can still do it, but don't let the numbers discourage you. You know, you may put in, first time I put in, I think it went down. Like I lost like, I think like 2000 or a thousand dollars, like four days later. Mm. And I was like, why, why, why did I just put my money into right. this? You know what I mean? Some people were like, oh, no, I'm done. But, you know, I weathered the storm. So if you can just put money down and forget about it, um, then I will still get into the stock market. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, other than that, um, I don't know, because a lot of people, they don't play about money. Yeah. They don't like losing money. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you refer like somebody to like a stock, and if it goes down, they're going to look at you like you don't know I what you're talking you. about. Mm-hmm. I'm done, you know. Um, but there's a there's a lot of variables that go into um, the stock market, like how much money you put in, yeah. um, what stock it is, do they do dividends, um, uh, uh, their quarterly, you know, reports, mm-hmm. um, what's going on in the news, like, f- for example, like AI. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend people um, getting to, into AI. I'm not into it yet, so I would look like any AI stocks. Because usually how it goes is, like, when something is new, be the first one. Like artificial intelligence? Or are you talking yeah. about a company? Um, artificial intelligence, okay, okay. yeah. Any stocks that relate towards that, I would um, dive into or do your research on it. Because um, usually how it works is um, people profit a lot when something is new, like crypto. Everybody who was in crypto early yeah. was profiting, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You know, people use it for for good, for bad. Um, you know what I mean? There's all sorts of things. But once it starts to become a little bit normalized, that's when things kind of like plane out or like go downhill. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, AI is being talked about. So you know, when things are being talked about, it's good to invest in it. You know what I mean? Like which um, like which companies like? When you say um, AI? I don't know any specifically that um that I know of. Um, so, but in, I will look into it. In the education sector, a big one that we've seen is called ChatGPT. Mm, um, students okay. are able to type in a few words, basically, and get an entire essay, and it's authentic. Wow. Um, but yeah. now, like plagiarism softwares are able to pick it up. But that has been like a huge conversation in that. So I'm sure that like on the financial side, it would be very beneficial to invest in that. Yeah. But then also, I think you have to understand like the moral side of it, and I think yeah. that that's a huge part of investment. And for me personally, when I think about where I'm going to put my money, what stocks I'm going to buy, I have to think about, like, is this going to ultimately impact society in a negative way, even if it grows my money? Um, So that moral dilemma is going to be there. And then there's so many people who can't even be a part of this conversation. Um, You have to have disposable income in order to invest. So if I am a person who is working and working to build a life, I don't know if I can set aside a particular amount of money, and that money might be gone. Yeah. Um, so I think that we're very privileged to be able to be in this conversation, but we also have to be mindful that this isn't accessible to yeah, everyone. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm, I see what you mean. I mean, my like my whole take on like the stock market right now, like 
it's not as sexy as it was in <laughs> 2000. <laughs> sexy. <laughs> as like 2020, 2021, where a stock was at $3 and it went to $51. You know, like yeah. during, that, during that time period, I mean, I was, oh man, that, it was such a beautiful time. Like it mm. was such a great it was such a great time to be in investing and learning to and learning about the stock market or whatever. But right now it's just like it's kinda like it's brutal. It's brutal. You know what I mean? Like so if you like if you invested in like two thousand and twenty, you probably are hurting right now. Like you're probably like, Oh my goodness, why did I do this and things like that. But if you're like a beginner investor, honestly, like right now is a really, really good time to to come in because the stock market went down is not where it was in 2021 trust me is not is nowhere where where uh once was um so and like so it's just like keeping that keeping that perspective and understand i always say like you know you got to know what your what your end goal is whether you're you know a day trader or you're a long-term investor and day trader is like you know, you put a hundred dollars in and then you close out your account on like, you know, the end of the day or, you know what I mean? Fast money, you know, however you make your money, that's, you know, that's your business and things like that. There's nothing wrong with that. But, um, if you're a long-term investor is, you know, today is definitely, um, a, a great time to invest. And I always say like, you know, Deli once said, just follow what the rich niggas do. And, um, Warren Buffett, his top 10 stock holding is it's on google you can google warren buffett top 10 stock holdings and they'll give you a list and he's um honestly been said one of the greatest investors so like you can literally google this information and just follow what he do and his method but he he's more of a a a long-term investor so you got to know that it's you know it's a long-term gain and you know like sierra was saying like just disposable income Mm -hmm don't use your your rent money or whatever money that you need your grocery money to to invest in the stock market because there's going to be a lot of emotions and and feelings attached to that when you see that money going down or whether it's whether it's going up and also another key point is understanding like what what's the end goal because and that's and honestly that's something that i wish that i would have um thought about when i first started investing what's the end goal because when 2021 when things was going up i was just letting it i was letting it ride like i was just i was seeing the numbers but i didn't have a plan of okay what i'm going to use that money for what's what's my target number what's you know what i mean like have a have a game plan of okay what's my number so that way because when you when you first started investing and you see those numbers go up it's i'm telling you it's a feeling that you can't really even describe to somebody but it's a magical it's a it's it's such a freedom but at the same time and you don't want to pull out because you're thinking it could go higher it could keep going higher you know what i mean it could it could keep going higher but then also on the downfall it can come back down come back down to reality but if you say okay this is my hit number there's no emotions tied to it this is what I want to do. This is my hit number. Whether so it goes up or down. Exactly. This is my hit mm-hmm. number. So once it hit that number, yeah. I'm pulling. I want if it goes up, that's good. I'm not greedy. If yeah. it goes down, well, I got my money. I got mm-hmm. the plan. So that's always like a um a good idea to just have a target 
have an end goal, see what you actually want to do. Because once it start going up and down, emotions really come into play. I didn't seen it. I didn't. I didn't seen it go down. I didn't seen it go up. I, I really have. Yeah. Um. Just to piggyback off what you said. Um. It's funny because I had a goal. And um, it was. I'll just be very transparent. It was. I think twenty five thousand. Love it. Um. <laughs> it was twenty five thousand. I wanted it in my Robinhood account. Mm-hmm. That was the goal for the year. Yeah. Then, um, obviously, you know things were booming. I made some right plays. I surpassed it. Right. right. Cool. Um. You know, I did like times whatever amount. Cool. About. Whatever. Um. Now. I was having this discussion with somebody. Do you think, because you said it, greedy. Do you think um, holding is is greed or more so patience? I think the entire thing could be classified as greed, mm. to be honest. Because I think thing. from what I'm understanding, <laughs> I'm not to, not to throw a let's, wrench. Let's break that down. Yeah. But in order to understand stocks, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I feel like you're more well-versed than I am, in order for a stock to go up, the company or the business has to be doing well. That is people who are laboring mm-hmm. to make that business well. Yep. So I don't think there's a person like Warren Buffett or Jeff Bezos who has gotten here without harm, like mm. severe harm to mm-hmm. actual people's lives. Mm. Um, so if we're thinking about greed, mm. I think this is all greedy. Like we can't mm. just think about money and this stock going up and me pulling out and stuff without thinking about this family who's existing and raising or trying to have money in order to make this stock go up for us to think about pulling out. You know what mm. I mean? So I don't know. I think we all just have different perspectives on money in that mm. industry, you know? So when so like when you say like greed, is that is that kinda like the reason why like you're kinda reluctant to like like jump into it? It could be a part of it because I don't feel like there's any company or corporation that I feel confident mm. in putting my money into. Yeah. Yeah. Um at all like i feel confident in myself i feel confident investing in other people individual Mm -hmm. people um that i know are doing the work to improve society or like our communities but i don't see myself putting my money into apple Mm. or something like that you know but but if you can buy an iphone Mm. yeah consumerism is real exactly so if you could buy an iphone you could buy an apple stock right Mm. If I am directly mm-hmm. buying into ownership, is a stock ownership? Yeah. yeah. I can't, I feel like that's much different than me consuming in a piece of technology. Mm. But arguably the same. Like I think morally it's probably the same thing. Like if I'm really gonna be committed right, to right. like not okay. causing harm with these companies and corporations and I have to divest, like that's the only way. Mm. But um, I personally feel like it's different to own a piece of that corporation than to buy i see so like you feel like if you invest in this company then you're investing in the harm that you're contributing to the that harm they that, could that they're doing yeah. that. so yeah. and that's like a moral type of okay yeah. i can i can i understand that yeah i can understand that because like yeah and you know sometimes like it's like this moral kind of conflict because mm-hmm. you know i do own amazon you know, mm-hmm. I, I own shares mm-hmm. of Amazon, and I know they're not the best employer, <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I know they're a great company. I always use Amazon, mm-hmm. and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Like, that's 
I guess that's the internal conflict. Um, but it's like, you know, it's, I don't know. Like, it's, it's hard. It's, I also think it's easy to not think about it. Yeah, like, that's you're what thinking I do. about the numbers. Yeah, I don't think about I don't, yeah. emotion aside. Mm -hmm. If I know, for example, I invest in spirit. Right. Everybody knows that spirit isn't the most. Um, spirit Airlines? Yeah. Oh, nice. It's a tin can. You know what I mean? Nice. But okay. out of all the airlines that I own, they made the, made the most money. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just one of them things like, you know, I just go for what's going to make me the most money when it comes to invest, putting my money into something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think about the morals, the, which is probably not a good thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I should be more aware or um, conscious of those things. Um, but yeah, I don't think that, that doesn't cross my mind when I put money into something. What harm are they causing to families? Unless it's like um, medication or like pharmaceuticals, pharmaceuticals. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. Amazon, uh, Apple. Yeah, business <laughs> is business, you know. So, but that's those are good points. Uh, yeah, I like that. Definitely on. So, um, changing changing top. Uh, subjects, Siana, you mentioned that um, you're training to be a trainer, mm -hmm. um, which is amazing. I didn't know that. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, what have you, and you know, I follow you and stuff like that. So I've seen you always posting like workouts, and uh, Sierra, I know that you're there, so you can definitely uh, contribute to the conversation. But like, how has, I guess, going to the gym and like working out affected like your like mental health and stuff like that? Yeah, I think a big part of why I started going to the gym was because of my mental health. Like, mm. I have anxiety. I know that th through and through it runs wow. in the family. Oh, so really? I didn't know that. we I all know have that. anxiety. Oh, yeah. Wow. And through the pandemic, it got extremely heightened because yeah. at that time I was working at a hospital and I lived by myself. So mm. I was by myself 24-7. I didn't go see mm. my family or anything like that. The only thing you can do is work out. Mm. Like, when you think about... The pandemic you don't need a gym to work out you don't need yeah. a partner to work out you really just need the ability to move your body yeah. and so at a point in time where i was probably the most secluded i'll ever be in mm. my life the only thing that i could lean on is working out that was the only yeah. consistent thing that worked for me at that time was working out rather it be outside going for a walk just to clear my mind or to not be in an apartment all day mm. or you know lifting weights in my apartment whatever it might have been but for me going to the gym is a huge stress relief if mm. i've had a long day i could skip the gym but i'll feel 10 times better if i go mm -hmm. if and i can't get out of that routine i know that about myself um that i need the discipline and the consistency of going to the gym to to help with my mental health overall. And just thinking about the pandemic, like we would walk or I would run two miles <laughs> and then we would get on and she would do the same, like walk around her neighborhood for two miles and then we would get on Zoom and do like a hit workout together. Mm. So that was like three to four hours of our oh, day cute. just working out, like us and our older sister too. But that's really like the highlight of our day was just working out. So I feel like that. And this is towards, um, this is during COVID time. Huh? Yeah, during uh, COVID. But yeah. we worked out, I think, since we were young. Like, since yeah. high school, we had a gym membership. So oh, Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that. my mm -hmm. fitness journey started with sports. Mm -hmm. So mm. it wasn't, sure. yeah, cheerleading. I've always done cheerleading my entire life. So that's what 
kept me in shape. At the time when I was younger, I could eat whatever I want because I'm going yeah. to cheerleading practice for 10, 15 <laughs> hours a week. It didn't really matter anything else that I did beyond that. It was after I graduated from college where I was no longer cheering that I'm like, wow, my body's really changing. I thought, you did, I thought you did cheerleading in college. She I did after college. Oh, yeah, after yeah, yeah, college. after college. So I graduated. Um, my body obviously started to change because I wasn't used to doing nothing, right? right? Before I could just go to cheerleading practice if I wanted to, if I had to lift or whatever I had to do for practice. But it wasn't until after where I had the commitment to myself to move my body. Mm-hmm. You know, before it was because I was dedicated to my team, I was dedicated to my sport, I was dedicated to being really good at my sport mm-hmm. if I could be. Um, so that kind of mind shift changed when I had to do it for me outside of like a sport, an organization, or anything beyond that. So, mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I see. Do you feel like? Do you feel like you make better decisions? from like working out and things like that? Yeah, I mean, I think I just care about myself holistically in like a different way. So like, I think that when you think about yourself as a person, it's your physical, it's your mental, it's your spiritual, financial, everything that we do ties together, right? So if I only focus on my physical health, but then my mental health is trash, I'm doing nothing for my body. Mm. You have to be able to think of yourself holistically Mm -hmm. and really worship and nourish all parts of our bodies Mm. to really be our best selves. And so if I'm doing really well at one, it's usually helping and affecting the other. And then Mm. you just notice that your quality of life overall is is better, Mm. you know? So if I'm taking care of my health, I'm eating better, I'm working out socially. I'm spending time with my friends. You're recharged, right? And you're like, Mm. oh, I just got a promotion at work. You know, you just don't even realize how you as a person starts to just kind of elevate when you really focus on all elements of of your life. I can really identify with that because, you know, like um, previously, maybe like four or five years ago, I went through a pretty bad breakup and I was arguably at like the best fitness shape of my life, the thinnest that I'd ever been. but then I was mentally like so terrible. So I knew that even though like my fitness was there because my mind wasn't there, because my eating wasn't there, everything wasn't balanced in my life. And then once I started to like help with my depression, go to therapy, get my anxiety medication, do all of that stuff, I was able to kind of advance. So it wasn't just the physical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It just allows you to see more like this isn't just secure. Like I have yeah. to feed every other part of my life in order to be whole. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. No, I mean, that's like, that's really, I mean, that's really crazy because I know for me, like, if I'm stressed out, I'm going through a lot or whatever, I just go to the gym and Mm -hmm. then, like, automatically I feel so much better when I leave the gym. But at the same time, I don't really address the the Mm, issues that I'm really dealing Mm -hmm. with. So is Mm -hmm. that the same way with you, Deli? Um, no, not really. Um, <laughs> can't relate, huh? <laughs> I don't have like the stress. <laughs> like if I'm going through something, the gym. I know the gym isn't going to solve my issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I like going to the gym because you know health is wealth, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you're on a money journey, mm-hmm. you might as like they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. so it really I always does. know like the richest people in the world would trade good health. Yeah. For the richest, you know what I mean. If 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 Jeff, Be- who's Elon Musk, right? I think he's the richest guy in the world, right? I think. I can't remember the. the if he top. is, or whoever's the I richest guy in the, in the world, five. if he's on his deathbed, right? Yeah. And he has to pay 
all his earnings or oh, his for whole sure. he would trade it in a, in for a sure. you know what I mean yeah. so that just tells you that um health fitness um is very important mm-hmm. so um I don't do it to relieve my stress um I just do it because it's important mm-hmm. you know what I mean because there's no point of trying to chase money mm. and you have bad habits yeah and then you know you 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 like it's like almost like hustling backwards you know what i mean mm. so you won't be able to enjoy the money that you may get right. you know what i mean right, so right. yeah stress it it don't really stress if anything me thinking about going to the gym stresses me out like damn <laughs> you know what i mean cuz i wake up cuz the way my schedule works i have to go to the gym before i get my day started mm. yeah. or i'm not going at all yeah. yeah and i hate waking up early yeah, yeah. yeah. so i'm like Damn. <laughs> every, every morning I'm like, yo. <laughs> but I gotta do it. I can never. You know, I gotta do it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean that that's definitely a um, interesting perspective because I know for me myself, like um, if if I don't go to the gym, I couldn't even imagine. I probably had chest pains. Like, I don't... Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, I would be so... Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd be so stressed out thinking about, oh, my, this is not going the way I want it to go, and I would be so in my thoughts. But, like, when I'm at the... When I'm at the gym, I'm like... I'm like, all right, we focusing on this. Da-da-da. You have such a different perspective. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, you know what? It's not even that bad. Like, you know what True. I mean? Like, it's True. not even... You know True. what I mean? It's not... Because like I know for me like I like I need to go to the gym mm-hmm. not yeah, me for too. like physically just for mental me too for like stress reasons I absolutely need to go this is not even like about physical it's just yeah, I actually that for need, sure I actually need to go I yeah. was saying to Siani the other day I saw it on TikTok and this like guy was like spotting this girl to do like I think bench presses or something like that. And he was like, it's not hard. This isn't a challenge. Like, it's just heavy. Yeah. And, like, I thought about that, like, in, like, applying it to my life. Exactly. Like, this isn't hard. Like, it might feel hard. It might feel daunting. But uh-huh. it's just heavy on you right now. Yeah. Like, if I can push through this, whether it's my workout, whether it's my money, mm-hmm. whether it's my career, you know that you can do it. What can't right. you do? You know, yeah. like, that's the part of it. Like, exactly. even if I'm not strong enough to lift that right now, you know it's just heavy you know i could always make it through that so i feel like it teaches you like not even just like physical strength but also in your life mental yeah Yeah. it's the principle it's the principle exactly 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 that Mm -hmm. also um i mentioned the game in the beginning and only god knows how many times we said money oh god damn (laughs) throughout the whole You know what I mean? So let's just all. I know I didn't say it. Why don't we just cheers here? You you said it. I said it. I know I said it. Money, 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 money. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to connect it back. I don't know if I said money. Money, money, You just said it. You just said it. I'm trying to clear the bottle. So money, money, money. (laughs) (laughs) A theme. It's giving. (laughs) Money, money. No, but but wealth and health really go. Hand in hand. Hand in hand. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I used to, like, I don't know, like, it's, I used to, like, I don't know, like, when you're in, when you're trying to get a bag, right? Oh my I don't want to say the word. But when you're trying to get a bag, it's like, yo, that's the only thing I want to worry about. Mm-hmm. But growing up, you know what I mean? As we get older, like, we can't just be inactive. Yeah. yeah. You, you gotta, can. you gotta work out. You gotta be active. You gotta 
either play basketball, go to the gym, go for a walk. You know, those things are important. Especially in black communities. Exactly. I feel mean, mm-hmm. like we don't always have Take care of ourselves. the representation of our parents to say like, hey, you should probably go for a walk or oh, sure. don't put all that sugar or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. We just don't always have that representation around us. And then we see how it's a, a spiraling effect of how we are negatively impacted by so many things. And you have to go to the hospital. We already know how the yeah. outcomes are different for black communities and black people in the hospitals and all those things. So it really, truly is a trickling effect. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to what you said. When I'm on my deathbed, does the money matter to me anymore? Nope. Is that and what, is that what that I, all the I care about? Mm-hmm. Um, it, so taking care of ourselves now is only setting us up for for the future. For the future. That's great. But you also, like, I guess this is a question to... Not my sister, because I kind of feel like I know your perspective already, but to you two, like, do you feel like your number one motivation is to make more money or to, like, get money? Mm. Well, that's two shots, but... Um. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know if that counts. I got to be honest. Yeah. I'm just posing a question. I didn't want a consequence. <laughs> so you going to take that first? Um, so is your question to like um, you said get more money? Um, is you your motivation to, you money or to earn uh, money? Yeah. So that's one. Money, money, oh, that's that's fine. And that's <laughs> I'm just asking another question. Mm-hmm. There's other words y'all can use. Just saying. Get to the bag. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it's like is is the goal more bags? Like is that yeah. your goal? Like when you like not when you wake up, but just like your ultimate goal is to earn more, more. On it. Like, honestly, it's more so, like, honestly, it's more so, like, I hate, it's almost, like, I hate the way my daily routine is, so I'm grinding so hard to really change that situation. Mm -hmm. Like, I, like, I have such, um, it's not even, it's not even about, it's not even about the money, like, I'll take a shot to that. Thanks. It's just about the options. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Quality of life overall. Ex- exactly. Like, you know, when we think about how we spend our time and things like that, like, you know, eight hours somewhere or whatever hours that it is, like, you know, are you really enjoying it? Like, is it something that you could be doing? That's what I, that's what I really think about. It's mm-hmm. not even about, like, if I could... If I could make enough in passive income to just do whatever I want to do, yeah. I would do that. It's not about the money amount because, like, mm. money is so it's, – it's infinite. It doesn't really matter. Like, it's not – it's just about whether – it's about choices, mm. you know? Options. Options. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The, and to be honest, like, bags or money <laughs> – wanted to drink. I did. <laughs> but, like – it it brings you it brings you options yeah so it's yeah. not even a, it's not even about that thing it's more about options and quality of life like i don't i don't want to be i i don't I like i don't want to be working where i feel like i have to be there in order to survive or mm-hmm. order to you know i i want to i want to be somewhere because i choose to be somewhere because yep. this yep. is this is good for me i really enjoy what i'm doing and things like that. I don't want to feel obligations or that's really that's really the motive, but it's just like that thing is a tool to get me to, get, to where mm-hmm. where I need to go. I think that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Just to piggyback more off what he said. 
you know, I it, it really hit me um, when I had my first job post college. Mm-hmm. I took, I believe, a month, three weeks to a month off of work. Um, and I told my job, Yo, I'm gone for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all my coworkers were looking at me like, oh my God, like, can you afford that? Can you, like, why would you, are you gonna even come back? I'm thinking like, why do you think that way? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I realized after that, I'm like, you know what? I gotta leave this job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and just to go even deeper, like, every day I wake up, um, I don't know, I'm a really selfless person. So I think about when I wake up, when my sister wakes up, what she gotta go through. Mm-hmm what my dad has to go through you know what i mean so it's just like damn and i feel like you know as the firstborn you got kind of this like uh weight weight. on your shoulder you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like you gotta just make a way when there's no way you know Mm -hmm. i think i posted something like yo uh find a way or make one Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so um yeah it's not really the money because i don't care about money but it's more so the freedom Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. but i know money brings freedom exactly Mm -hmm. So, you gotta chase the money yeah. to get the freedom. That's just how it is. Shayla, you made a good point. Um, mm-hmm. When we had the uh, Maven on, yeah. you was like, um, you probably would be better explaining the analogy, but mm-hmm. you said basically, if you're willing to sacrifice and miss um, all the events of somebody's life or who you care about or the birthdays, the holidays mm-hmm. to make your money, if you're willing to 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 miss all of that because you're chasing your goal and you're fine with that then okay but me personally i'm not fine with that yeah i'd rather um be there yeah because you know people we've seen it in movies we've seen it in books tv shows they will say i don't want your money i want you i want i want time i want your time time. yeah Mm -hmm. so time is more important yeah yeah it's not really about the money for me but I chase the money, yeah. but I will always sacrifice my time for money. I guess that's what people do when they go to work anyway, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an Maybe. exchange. It's an exchange. It's an exchange. Yeah. Sometimes. I think yeah. sometimes. Hmm. One of my professors always used to say, and I think this is like an Angela Davis quote, but like you can't use the master's tools to dismantle the master's house. Mm-hmm. And I think about that all the time because when I start to be very money-focused, mm. I think that's the master's tool is wow. money. Um, you smart. Is capitalizing. Yeah. Twice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's capitalizing off of like labor of mostly people who look like us. So when I think about what success is, I think I do agree with Delhi. Like money is freedom, but that's only because that's the master's tool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only way we know at this point. But mm. I feel like there's liberation and freedom in other forms that sure. we just haven't unlocked yet. Sure. So I feel like freedom is believing that anything is possible. Mm. And not even just like unrealistic things that are possible, but thinking that mon- like happiness exists outside of money mm. yeah. or that freedom exists outside yeah. of money. You yeah. know, and no, I, I do definitely think my job is a job. Like being a teacher is my job. Oh, I wouldn't choose to wake up. However, when I get there, I almost forget that I'm working because I'm feeding my kids. Like I feel like I make it so that it's not this labor intensive thing where I'm utilizing the master's tool to get money. Like I'm actually speaking to these kids like they're humans, you know? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like that. Side, side note. So, um, um, 
so as like as like a law student, um, mm-hmm. we have to do like this pro bono. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to do like fifty hours, and one of the programs that I did was like the Marshall Brennan um, Constitution Literacy uh, mm-hmm. Project. Forgive me if I'm saying it wrong, but <laughs> where we had to go to like high schools and mm-hmm. talk about constitutional law, and honestly, it really showed me more of appreciation for like teachers because honestly, like it's I mean it's so like it's so difficult because like. We will spend, you know, we'll spend a topic talking about like maybe the the 14th Amendment for like a month and a half and we'll talk about the 14th Amendment to the students in a day and try to like convey that that information and, and it's like super, super difficult. One, because like they think it's dry and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's about race and um and and things you know things about that and um so and it's like and it's just like you know but sometimes like when you're talking about these subjects it's not about like whether they can understand what you know what you're saying but like how you deliver it mm-hmm. and like how how they're taking it in and things like that making it, it accessible it, exactly mm-hmm. and like you know and it requires additional you know work on yourself to really make sure okay I want to make sure that they really understand what I'm saying, like what, you know, and realize how important this, you know, this information is and, and, you know, talking about the 14th Amendment, which about is like equal protection. And that's when you dig into like, you know, um, abortion and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, but anyway. Um, Shay, on that point though, I, right before we left for spring break, yeah. I watched the 13th documentary. Have yeah. you seen that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, with Michelle Alexander directing it. Yeah. Um, oh, my I played that for my African American literature yeah. students and I asked them, like, we only made it halfway through and I was like, what's the most impactful thing that you guys learned? Like, I want to hear five people speak about it. Yeah. And they all said this corporation, Alec, who basically, like, is a corporation who funds policy. Wow. So if I am the CEO of Walmart, I can join Alec and then I can co author policy so then it supports my business Mm -hmm. and I never would have thought that the kids would understand that concept to Mm -hmm. understand that corporations are in direct like alignment with how I live my life and the policies that I have in my state so I'm like dang like just making it accessible like just talking to them about it allows them to have these deeper understandings of the way that money works in our society specifically in their lives because they can all understand a Walmart CEO like they can all understand Walmart they might not understand all of these convoluted like ways that we have in our government but they can definitely see how it's not just to have a CEO of Walmart directly impacting policy. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that you say that because I was just talking to my kids about that. Yeah, it's honestly like when, so like my first, like like my first semester, I was like um, talking to like honor students and mm-hmm. I was like honestly blown, blown away, away right? blown away how like really into the conversation mm-hmm. that they was and really aware and like really events that was going on you know and things like that and it's just like like i'm like wow like y'all were on something than i was then in high school cause and I that's def- the beauty yeah. like, that's the beauty of teaching I where kids wasn't. minds are open more than they were when we were exactly because you know? i was definitely not i would have been like what the 14th i'd have been texting 13th, in class like, <laughs> like what are you talking about like I i'm know. not trying to hear all that but no they was they was um they was definitely into it and it's like it's so amazing to really like see that you know growth but mm-hmm. switching switching subjects to more on you 
Um. <laughs> 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 this wasn't already about me. <laughs> okay, so I remember me and me and Deli, we did a live, and mm. Deli was talking about how he invested in, um, you know. I think it was uh, Dogecoin mm-hmm. and cryptocurrency. Made it a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, that's what I remember mm. from that live. So there was a conversation <laughs> that we had, and, and I said, "Can I give Delhi X amount of money, and he can make me a hundred thousand dollars?" And you said, "No." And I was like, "Why not? Like, why not invest? <laughs> like, why not do that on your own?" And he was like, "I don't want to lose money." So like, that's the beginning and end of it, Shay. I don't want to lose money. I don't believe in gamble. Mm. She really doesn't in any capacity. We could be at Atlantic she's City. I'm com- putting quarters in. Yeah. She's if not I make five dollars, like, I'm taking that five out. So, I'm not betting it. Yeah. So why, like, why do you think of cryptocurrency or stock market as gambling? For the reason that I told you, I don't trust this system who is net like almost never aligned in our favor. Mm. Like I can't say if I put my money that I know I worked for into this system that it's going to reward me. So I cannot gamble that. I trust no one with my money more than I trust myself. Period. So the second it leaves my hands and it's in the hands of wherever, I immediately am wary about it. Especially for someone who doesn't look like me. Right. Um, Let's unpack. What I would say, I think you guys are maybe a bit too... Close-minded? Not close-minded. Attached to money. Mm. We are attached to money? Yeah. It's giving that y'all are attached to money. No, nah, because we will let it go. That that that's the thing. No, the wild part. You don't want to. No, you, you're you, willing no, to no, leave. No, the me. moment the moment you give money out and you're like, "Where's it going? How's it going? Am I getting more money?" That's attachment, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. For me, me, it's the education of it. Okay. I I I'm, I'm clear enough me. to say I know that I don't know it enough to trust to you know whatever the case may be. Maybe if I knew more, I wouldn't. But I trust myself. I know what I'm doing with my money. I know how I'm saving my money. I have my four hundred one k. And that's what I leave okay, it at. Now. That's what that's I leave how it at. I feel too. So, but right. I also feel like I labored for this. Right. I am not about to put it in someone else's hands, and that's not attachment. That is reality. Right. I worked for this money, T- talk to and him I want it to grow. Talk to him. That Good. That my boy. I'm happy you said this. Because mm-hmm. I used to think just like that. Mm-hmm. And then my cousin told me one day. He said, "You work hard for your money. Mm. Your money should work for you." Exactly. I know. Well, I will say our parents do not have the same mindset of us. So no. our parents are very, very good with our finances. Mm-hmm. The second we got jobs where we're making, you know, significant income, we connected with our financial advisor. So it's not anything that we don't have an idea of because uh-huh. our parents, my mm-hmm. dad will say that till he's blue in the face about all of these kinds of things. And for me, I still think it's that I don't know enough. And that's ignorance. I shouldn't, you know, I need to know more about it. But our parents have definitely ingrained, like, the need to have your money work for you. You guys get paid consistently, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you have to take risk, right? Scared money don't make money. And I'm scared money. But you can't be. Mm. Right? I used to be, I swear to God, I used to be just... when I get, I'd rather see my money. I used to think like, yo, every two weeks or whatever, every week, I like to see the increments grow in my account. Mm-hmm. I used to be happy, like, I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And so one day I went to the bank. I told this story several times. The, the, 
the um the bank teller told me why do you have this like why do you have this x amount of money in your account I love this and, I, and i and i and i said um you on the edge of your seat Shay? and i said um <laughs> like what do you mean yeah like yeah. so and then she was like, yeah, you should, you know, maybe do a savings account. Like, CD. You don't have to put this in your checkings mm, or whatever. Like you know what I mean? And um, I'm like, I don't really, all because I see it doesn't mean to spend it. You know, some people have the, uh, like, the tendency, if they see, like, X amount of money in their account, they just want to spend it mm-hmm. on whatever. I'm not like that. I'm really disciplined, you right. know what I mean, when it comes mm-hmm. to money. So Same. I got to drink several times. I don't even care. <laughs> but um, You got to make your point. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Then I talked to my cousin about the whole scenario. He was like, yo, you know, that money that is excess, just invest in it. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you're going to make it back, especially while you're young. You never want to look back and think about, like, what if. Yeah, my problem is I never feel like any of my money is excess. Like, I always always live in, like, something can happen tomorrow. Do I have the means to be able to? Exactly. Yeah. And to me, the way I... I go about things probably isn't recommended. No, I think that we I don't could disa- be more no, open with No, I don't disagree. And it's saying. not, yeah. yeah, for me, it's not even about being open again. For me, I know it's it's education and, and things of that nature. And we talk to each other, and I'm saying, you're right. And you're saying, I'm right. So there's no real, like, And I, I'm a penny pitcher, too, so don't even that ask me. That girl does not like, spend money. So it, it, it just, she's a vault. She probably is the richest out of all of us because she saves her <laughs> money and does not it. spend let's, it. Let's unpack that. What's her to unpack? There's nothing to unpack. She doesn't I spend have money because I don't spend it. Like, <laughs> I don't know what. Why don't you spend it? I don't know. She's cheap as fuck. I'm just frugal. No, I will say this. I spend money on experiences. So mm. I will yeah. always go on a we'll vacation. Go on vacation. I go on a few vacations a year. Mm-hmm. I think that's worth my money. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, oh, just because you can buy these shoes, am I going to buy them? No. Yeah. Like, I just mm. don't care. Point in case, my car, right? All of my, my whole family has nice cars right now. I drive a Ford. Can I buy a new car tomorrow? Yeah. Why would I? I love that. Why would I buy a new car? Just because I have the money to buy a new car, I'm going to buy a nicer car to impress who? Mm. You know? So to me, it's just like certain things I just don't care enough to put the money into regardless of if I have it or not. And but at the end of the day, if my car breaks down tomorrow, I can buy a new car tomorrow. But Siani so, acts like she's in the same position as the common folk. And I, she's mm. not. I don't. I Let's th- talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> sisters. <laughs> Let's unpack that. She's not because I feel like realistically, like me being an educator, I do make like a certain amount. Like being an educator in New Jersey, like I feel like I'm very satisfied with mm. my salary. Ten year. I have ten year. Yeah, but like at the same time, I know that like my sister, my older sister, being an attorney, you being an HR, I know you guys probably make more than I do, and you have bonuses, just things that we don't have in education. So I feel like I'm very much more like if I have it, I'm going to like spend it. I'll save it. I'll do whatever I want because I know I'm going to earn it again. You pinch even though you make more than I do. You, sir, you know what I realized? Hmm. <laughs> People who like make um, a lot of money or are rich. I got a drink. Um, <laughs> they're usually like penny pitchers. You yeah. know what I mean? It's usually the people that don't really have it like that. Who are spending. Spending, yeah. designer. But that's right. because uh, we live in a society mm-hmm. that we feel like we have to keep up with everybody Absolutely. around us. I However, don't care. I I'm never spending care. my like, last on designer. I can only buy it if I know that I can afford it. Only if you could buy it twice. If That's what our mom says. <laughs> if you could buy it twice, then you can, then afford, you can it. afford it. Yeah. Exactly. 
So exactly. And and that's why like I wanted to get into the next um, topic because I know like we would have conversations and you'd mm-hmm. be like, oh my gosh, I just spent X amount of money on groceries. So mm-hmm. like, how did y'all get in mm. budgeting and like introduced to money that kind of thing? Cause so. Our dad was an accountant before wow. he got his own, like, he has multiple businesses, like mm-hmm. uh, vending machines and cleaning and industrial cleaning and such like that. But he is the one who kind of got us into budgeting. And uh, admittedly, I never budgeted until this year mm. because I never felt like my required expenses exceeded my income. Mm. Mm. So I was able to just spend however much I wanted. And if I went over my budget, I was like, oh, that's weird. Money making see. No. And then this year, because our rent went up, not significantly, but it went up to where I was like, okay, I should really think about these things. Mm. Um, And then I averaged my four months for every single um, expected income or uh, expected expense that I had for the month. Yeah. So then I averaged it and that was my budget. And I just had to think, like, what is required? I'm not going to cut on get my hair done because I know I'm going to get my hair done regardless. What's the point of cutting that budget? I'm going to cut on (laughs) what I can cut on. Mm -hmm. And like that ended up making sense for me and I'm able to spend like save at least $3,000 every month. Mm, wow. So that has helped me wow. a lot. And I did it in Excel. Like wow. I just like did all the formulas. That's a lot of money. It is. Mm-hmm. And now I'm able to know that I'm going to be able to go to Europe and feel like comfortable and buy stuff and do mm. everything I can, Uh-oh. you know? Yeah, and I will say like again, our our <laughs> parents have ingrained budgeting into us for a very long time. I think more, again, once we started making a different amount of money is when we have started taking it more seriously. Yeah. Because for me, I probably started budgeting when I was preparing to move out of my parents' house. Like, I know, like, shit's about to hit the fan. Like, I am not, I knew I wanted a certain type of place. Can I actually afford that type of place here? You know, month over month, whatever Mm. it is. Like, so that's when I started budgeting because I had to, you Mm. you know, for, to be able to know that I can do what I wanted to do for a living, but... Um, and now I feel like with apps and everything, there's no excuse because it's minimal effort. I use Mint, and it mm, sends yeah. me a notification if I spent more this month than I did last month. Mm, I go in, wow. and it's like, oh, because I got a certification. Whatever it might be, I know exactly why I went over, mm. and it and it tells me that. So for me, I'm a, a minimalist, and... She don't go over. I just... Well, not that, but like I definitely go over sometimes because so, I'll... Mint, is this an app store? It's an yeah. app, and you Threw can link all of your accounts. Bank accounts. And, so, and your bills, too. And my bills and everything are linked in there. So anytime I'm paid, it tells me when I'm paid. Anytime I got paid more than what I did last month, it's like, oh, you your mm-hmm. cash, your cash flow went up. Like, yeah. you know, and you get, you get these notifications. Flow. I so I feel like now with minimal effort, but still also not being ignorant to how much I'm spending and things like that, but I mean, also it's, keeping it's, in mind, I feel like we're in this position because of our sister. Like, first because of our parents, then my older sister who gave me a spreadsheet that she uses to budget, and then I imparted mint on you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this generational mm-hmm. situation is a key factor in you being, like, financially knowledgeable. Um, sure. And even, like, our loans, like our college loans, mm-hmm. our parents paid for, essentially. Um, mm. So that... That's love. That, like, eliminated yeah, so much, but my mom is of the mindset, like, I can't take this with me when I go, so I'm going to set you guys up to be comfortable mm. while you're, like, like while I'm here and I'm able to see it. So, like, that honestly is what motivates me. To, like, when I have my children, I'm going to yeah. be able to pay for them and allow them to be comfortable while I can see the fruits of their labor, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So I think that set us up too, because I'm only able to budget and have three thousand dollars extra because my mom paid for my loans. Three thousand extra. Mm. My credit card loans and our educational loans. So it's just she didn't pay my credit card loans. Credit card bill and educational. She paid your credit card bill. Uh Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't pay mine. So and I keep in mind. Keep in mind. She did not pay my um. Loans got forgiven through teacher loan forgiveness. Right, right, right. I still have so a little then bit of she loans, paid I'm for my credit card uh, bill. I'm not paying until Joe tells me I got to. Yeah, I'm not okay. paying off my loan. As long as he's so. uh, saying I'm that, that he's postponing. Yeah, I'm waiting on that. Why would I pay? That's just dumb, honestly. Yeah. But again, acknowledging that it's a privilege to have parents that had the whereabouts to oh, know sure. that before we had kids, we already had college funds. Or exactly. Whatever. Like. My parents are very, very big on financial security and setting and us up to be, yeah. you know, successful with our money in the future. And we 100% recognize that that's a privilege that not everybody has access to. So as I'm saying, like, oh, I'm not educated enough, it's it's not okay to not be educated. And my mom, it's like, not okay to be ignorant about your funds, about your spending, about your income. You, you should be doing what's best for you overall. Um, and taking the time to learn about it, for and sure. And our mom verbatim, like, said to me, like, I know you're going to be sad when... Because Siani doesn't like to talk about, like, death or anything like that. So I was talking to my parents about that. And she was like, I know you're going to be sad when I, like, leave this earth. But you guys will be set. You won't have to work, like, after I'm gone. Mm. So, like, that does give me, like, some solace as she's, like, thinking about us and, like, thinking about how our lives are going to be even after she's gone, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, so that is... Deep. It does get deep. So, as entrepreneurs, right? Um, not even entrepreneurs, but as people. Mm-hmm. Um, two things. Ciao. As, as 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 black people, mm-hmm. I, um, mm. I used to not used to think, but there was a, a point of time where I'm like, yo, for black people who touch like X amount of money, mm. the definite definitely needs to be some type of therapy mm. or some type of um I don't know like something needs to be talked about talked about discussed Absolutely. for sure you know what I mean um Del, can I jump in for yeah, one second ahead. and then you can finish yeah, your yeah. thought? Yeah, go ahead. There's an author and kind of like a scholar researcher, um, Joy DeGray, I think her name is. And she like it researched extensively the post-traumatic slave syndrome. Mm. And she talks about how even though we have never experienced slavery, mm. just because of that existed in our country, we need to like extensively like unpack that in order to live like sure. actualized lives. Do you and think that's so? kind of what I don't think so. I, redlining? Every single facet of my life is determined by slavery. The fact that I don't know where I came from is because of slavery. Yeah. For sure. True. We're 100 years behind. You think white people didn't have banks while we were enslaved? You don't think white people weren't investing when we were slaves? See, We were the property that they were trading and investing in. I understand all that, and I agree with everything. Trust me. (laughs) At the same time. I'm the type of person, like, if I see one do it, we can all do it. Mm. So there's I don't. no excuse. I think that's, like, the top 10%, like, that, like, ideal that, like, there's this excellent one person. This was the same thing that they captured, like, W.E.D. Du Bois doing. Like, they thought, oh, because he can go to college and he can earn this amount, then every black person can yeah. do it. There's just no way. Like, you think that we are behind 100 
years because we were enslaved and there's a chance for every single one of us to be millionaires? There's just not. Back then, no. Today, I, I you feel think like we live in a society that they'd allow every single black person to be millionaires? I don't know. I don't think like that. We would just I never. Really it, realistically, well, we would just they wouldn't I, even. I, I feel like if I wanted to become a millionaire, I feel like everybody in this room could become a could millionaire become a if they really Let, put the work. I I think okay. So I definitely maybe I'm naive. I don't. Know. I I definitely see. I definitely see both sides. So what Delhi's trying to say is, he's basically on the fence of I'm not a victim. If if I want something, I'm gonna get it. Ain't Regardless, nobody, ain't nobody can tell me that I can't get it. What y'all are saying, and based on the information that I know, is just basic, basically about redlining and how banks told you know companies if you lived in a certain neighborhood that we're not gonna give you this certain you know housing housing loans and, exactly Access loans is just and things like that. Like, and if you see the the mortgage rate and you see the housing and how it increased over time three four times of you know the the home average buying power and things like that and you see because real estate is the number one you know um economic empowerment that a family can have so and the fact that they were denying this mm-hmm. is you know detrimental to African Americans. So I, I definitely get both sides. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's interesting to see, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of perspective. Play and out. even uh, thinking about in Philadelphia alone, uh-huh. there are more vacant houses than there are homeless people in here. So are in our city. So why is it the fact that there are places for these people to live but we're not placing them in there because of money? I feel like that is racialized. Okay. Most of us are the ones who are homeless. So why aren't we having access to those homes if they're vacant? Question. Mhm. So how are your parents able to pay off? Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom worked for 30 years. Well, what's the difference between her mm. and then somebody? Like, what's and th- Jeff Bezos? He stepped no, on not, the backs not Je- of No, not, not Jeff Bezos. No, no, no. He's not talking about, he's talking about, about somebody that you're who saying. Needs, who needs yeah, yeah. stamps or uh-huh. something like that. There the isn't any difference. Okay, so what are we saying? I don't think that the reality of the American dreams where you can pull yourself up by the bootstraps and but earn a living is accessible for every person. If your mom can do it, why can't There's the no person? way you think that my mom and every other black person have the same access to resources. No. It's just simply impossible. So when we're talking about a generalized population mm-hmm. having access to all of these things, it's just never going to happen. And once a certain amount of black people get to a certain status, I guarantee you there'll be pro- processes set in place to make sure that does not happen any longer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think like that. I, I do. think I think that in 2023, for me, it's a bit different because if I have parents that came from Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Their first language is in English. Absolutely. They come to America, they don't know anybody. If they can come and be nurses or doctors or lawyers and have houses and be successful, have kids, and they grow up, they go to college, and people... The, if if African Americans that were here for generations, if if it's if, different, though. How it's, so? It's different. You being from Africa sets you up a different way than being African American. That's true. The transatlantic stra- uh, slave trade automatically makes us in a different position than people who are indigenous from Africa. And I'm not saying that's a different struggle or lesser or more than, uh-huh. but I'm saying it's different. How so? A hundred years of slavery. But you guys here before us, right? 
So for a so hundred years of slaves no, being subhuman, right? There's no work that could be done to build our lives. Okay, so we didn't have lives. I, I made this point um, at a prior episode. I was like, there was a girl that I used to kind of uh, work in the same like office space, right? Mm-hmm. She told me she was directly affected by slavery. Mm-hmm. I asked her how, because mm-hmm. I don't understand. And she told me, you know, my ancestors, this, that, this, that, this, that. I don't understand it. Because mm. I know back home how it is. That's so if somebody, can, if somebody can come from a different country and, um, and, and overcome... Um, Adversity? Adversities, yeah. obstacles, you know, you know what I mean? Like, for me, there's no excuse. It's... It's if Jay Z can come from Marcy Project or wherever yeah. he's from, and be a rapper, and be, become a billionaire, absolutely, get rapping. But that was his way in, because what was the other way for a black person to have access to that type of wealth? I mean, there's a million ways to get it. How? So, Presumably, I mean, I, I, you think I'm gonna? I don't think I will ever be a billionaire in my life because I'm committed. Uh-huh. To being for my community. But if I remain if, a teacher and impacting my kids, I will never be a billionaire. Does but, that mean my life, I haven't worked hard? Does it mean that I yeah, haven't nobody's saying that. contributed, you know? But I, I, I often realize that people, not saying you. No, I know. Would, um, if you believe it, you can. Yeah, like. But I don't feel like I need that. Mm. I don't think that me being a millionaire means that I'm better in life. Mm. I feel like I have every single thing that I need in order to be happy and a self-actualized person. Mm. Me having more money just means I have more money. Yeah. To do what with? To have a bigger house? To have a nicer car? To buy things? To invest? For what? Mm. My kids? Maybe? I don't know. Mm. I just don't see. I think we just have different perspectives. Yeah. I think it is. I don't know. I don't really understand it. I never understood why. I don't know. I I don't know. Even as a man, there's no excuses. Gotta get it done. Gotta make it happen. <laughs> Bottom line. I don't know. I used to tell people I was raised in very harsh conditions. So maybe that I don't know. But for me, like if I if I want a million, even if ten thousand people tell me no. I gotta go ten thousand and one. So, if if I can if I can jump in, so like, I think from, you know, I think from like, um, Sierra's perspective is saying that like, you know, there was a point in time where it was probably a crime uh-huh. for you to know how to read. Right. So Absolutely. and you know in your culture, you know you know how to read, you know how to read, and if you worked hard, you can obtain. Whose culture, this. mine? Yeah. No, that's not true. Because um, if you have money, mm-hmm. you can go to school. If you don't have money, there's no such thing as um, public school. There is public school, but, like, if you don't have money, there's not enough vacancy mm-hmm. for the amount of kids. So there's some a lot of kids that just don't go to school at all. Mm. You know what I mean? So to me, it almost comes off as privilege. It is privilege. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It absolutely Schooling, is. Schooling, education is it's a privilege. It is. So absolutely. Nigerians will come to this country and, and or African or whoever or foreigners or whatever, and you can see the work they put in. 
Because it's a privilege. But that's not but progress, though, Dell. What's not progress? Like, that's not progress to be able to come to the United States and go to a failing school system just because you have access to it. Like, that's Malcolm X that says, if you stab me in the back and pull it out halfway, that's not repairing it. It's pulling it out and fixing it. And that's repairing us as a society. If you are coming from Africa, you don't have access to school system. Yes, it's a step up to get to a failing school system in America, but that doesn't set you up to be successful compared to your white counterparts, people who have money. Um, I don't know. That's <laughs> tough because all because like for me, I would take the knowledge, right? Yeah. But I would still know how to finesse it. You know what I mean? You gotta kind of know like. Yeah. You feel me? But you got to take advantage of the opportunities, yeah. right? So even if I know, like, if I was an artist, right, and let's say I'm talking to a label, and I, like, if I know where I'm coming from, and if I know that this situation here can better my life, I'm going to take that situation. Even though if I know I'm, I may be losing, you know what I mean? If It may not be all the way solid on both ends you know what i mean yeah but once i know that i'm i'm at a point where i can like do for myself yeah you know so show for yourself i mean it's like it's definitely complicated so like i know for me like i come from like my parents they you know from camden uh section eight you know so it's just like but and but it's it's at the same time like this understanding that they did with the best that they can do with the knowledge that they had. Yeah. So, but I can't come up here and say that, you know, because I've achieved this or, you know, I've, I've achieved a lot of things in my life and, mm -hmm. and I'm doing a lot of things, but I'm, but I'm saying though, I can't really say that they can do it too because of mm. the environment that they was, right. that, 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 that they was belonged in. And, and to be honest, like, it was because of, you know, Section 8 that we were able to to be in Sickleville mm -hmm. and, and go to Timber Creek. And I was able to see, you know, people who lived in houses like y'all did and be like, okay, wow, like, you know, black people can really mm -hmm. obtain this too because I didn't, I didn't know that mm -hmm. that was possible until I actually, you know, seen it. So it was just like, you know, that kind of perspective. But, can I say something? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna use you as an example. Yes, please do. And I'm gonna be open. Yeah, let's let's get it. Yo, first of all, let's mm, let's <laughs> finish all the, the cups, <laughs> whatever that's in your cup. Yeah, let's, let's just, just finish. I'm gonna kill it. Water. Let's just yeah. Let's first of all, I'm half a cup. You know, all right. I love it. <laughs> Back in high school, me me and Shayla, we went to Child? all of us. We went to TC mm -hmm. Timber Creek. Let's get it. I didn't know until recently that Shayla was on Section 8. That's a fact. Um, I remember you told me you went to Quanzel's crib because you didn't have money oh, yeah. in the water. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. All of that. Oh, for sure. You went to the Army? Yeah. You went to a university? Yeah. You graduated? Yeah. All before I did. Yeah. Right? So coming into this, like, on on a grand scheme of things, like you're, I'm, I have the advantage. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? 
arguably like I have the advantage because oh, yeah, I'm sure. not coming from whatever you know what I mean. So if you can, the I don't know the way I look at things. I'm like yo, but, you're you're one of the main reasons. I, I don't think I've ever told you, but like yo, I feel like I kind of changed my life around when I I seen you graduate before me. But I'm but hold on hold on okay hold okay. on. You didn't graduate. You started working. You know, go to the gym. You do real estate. You post this closing. One, two, three, four. I don't even four or five cribs you got now. Yeah. So, what's the excuse for but, anybody else? But it's, Shayla it's had to go through all excuse. of that to get to this point, yeah. right? Like, yeah. would you sacrifice your childhood and your right to be a child to go through what Shayla went through in order to get to this point? He did that so that he could get to here. He did what? He, he grinded had to, to get to. It. He had to live. Right. Like, I feel like his drive was to no, live. No, like no. To yeah. be what what Shaler did was self-assess. Was realize what life is about. Do you feel like you did that when you didn't have water on and you went to Quanzel's house? You self-assess. No, I'm talking about later. <laughs> he turned the situation around. Yeah. He stopped blaming. Or I don't I know. I don't think it's about placing blame. It's understanding that every single person has a different experience and what we're we have access to and are able to do to turn that around is different. I don't think it's about being a victim. No, right. I don't think it's about staying complacent. Right. I don't think it's he ever thought he was a victim, but I think at some point he said, you know what? I believe in me and I'm going to go for, for the stars. But I, I will say that that happened when I was older. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when like your perspective. Yeah. Like, and, and once that happened, everything. Yeah. Right. That's all it's about. Yeah. I don't care if you're a Section 8. I don't care if you're the richest person. If you believe in yourself, you have the motivation, you're inspired, anything is attainable. Del, you know what? I'm so grateful that you have that perspective. I wish I did. No, I, really I, really, do, I, <laughs> I really do wish that I had that perspective to believe that every person had access to that type of thing. I really do. Access to what, though? Access to being able to live a free life. I don't think that every single Yo, person in this Shayla country has that. Shayla said it when he graduated. That is Shayla's individual experience. That's true. Do you think everyone can even person. get to college, get to high school? Yeah, that's true. Like, I feel like it's just so many right. different things. But there's like, a lot of people who didn't go to top. Yo, my grand. Yo, the reason, you know, my grandpa didn't go to high school. Right? I believe it. And he, he's the reason why, like, we even. You're in this position? Exactly. Yeah. So, it's no excuses to me. But I just feel like you can't look at people's life experiences as an excuse. Yeah. There are so it's a fact. many. Excuse to what? It's a fact To not being able to get to the point that you would see a success. Because yeah. you know, getting, Shayla graduating from high school could have been enough to be a success story. Oh, for sure. It was. That point blank right? period. It was. That no, point blank period. Okay. No, it was. So a level of success or whatever that looks like per person is different. Sometimes just being able to go to a home is the most that they could dream of at that time. Sometimes being able to have food to serve my family is the most oh, that sure. I could think about, and I would feel so fulfilled in this time. So it's not about making excuses. It's just recognizing that everybody has different experiences, and I don't think that it's victimizing what people have mm-hmm. have gone through because of those experiences. And what you would see is, like, you can reach for the stars. Maybe the stars is where they're currently at right it, now. It's, mm-hmm. it's so crazy to say, like, my mom, she... She never graduated from high school. Like, she never got her, you know, she had me. So it was just like, um, 
you know, so so that's why like I kind of understand both sides. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, okay, I'm not a victim. Let me let me do you know do what I have to do, but also understand that okay, but this is the reality of the situation and and this is what I have to go through and live through. So that's why I kind of like, I kind of see both sides, but yeah, like my, my mom, mom, she never, she never, she, what side do you agree with? Cause I honestly, I don't get it. Yeah. I look at Sheila and I get motivated. There's no excuse. I have no excuse. I don't care what. What's the, what's the, what size? I mean, Honestly, like I had to say, it was it was God's and mm-hmm. like you know intervention because I I can't even say that it was me. Like it was just like just the way that things just happened, the way that it happened. That but now I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yo, you just gotta grind because if someone told me like I don't care what what's your background story because in reality. No one cares. You exactly. To a, if you go to a bank and you ask them for a loan, nobody cares about how you came up or where you were you born in or where you think. You think when I when I went to to try to get a mortgage or something like that, they asked me, "Oh, well, how did you come from Section Eight and you made it here?" Hell no. Mm-hmm. The, no one cares about any of that. So like, I understand where Delhi comes from, but I understand like, so it's like I see both perspectives. But in reality, um, I will say this, that no one really cares. Like, no one really, like, if you if you trying to get a loan or if you trying to do, if you trying to get money or you trying to things like that, no one really cares about where, mm. where you came from or where you, uh, the obstacles that you had to overcome or things like that. It's, it doesn't even matter. You know, things like that. It's just like, okay. You have to think about like you know I'm not, I'm not a victim I'm not, I'm just gonna go ahead and get it and 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 things that you know what I need to do but you know it's just like that but I definitely understand both both perspective but side note uh, past that uh, 1942 because my cup is empty. <laughs> Del, are you good? <laughs> He's not good. He's pondering over slavery at this point. <laughs> nah, I just I don't know. I just know as a man. He said uh, slavery was a choice. Like, it was giving that. I'm not gonna lie. Nah, no, no, no. Nah, this. Um, this you wanted like, it. This is like. Did you want this? Okay. No. Okay. Oh. Um. Nah. Actually, I don't I, think. I, I, honestly, I could do more. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I don't know, man. I can use another break. To be it's just. I mean, I Della, I get what you're saying. The so fact that regardless, good. you have to be yeah, driven and work good. hard, mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. If you for whatever you see for your future, you have to work to get there. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I don't think that we're disagreeing with that. Mm-hmm. I think that just having that mindset alone is not always going to get us where we want to be. Why not? Okay, we're going to talk in circles, so it's fine. No, but why not? It's. I don't think no, we need to keep talking in circles. No, you gotta understand that. You know, there's a time in my life when I graduated college. Um, I was told no so many Let's times. Let's talk about it. Delusional. So many. They I told my teacher, my teacher, I swear, I say swear, that like, yo, I can't make this up. Like, Delusion. my teacher asked the whole class, you know, what do you expect to be earning say that a lot. when you graduate? Let's talk about it. I told my number. Mm-hmm. My, Six figures. My, my, my class laughed at me. They laughed at you. They told me I was delusional. They, they told me I was this, God. that. I don't know what life is really like. Da, da, my teacher said, good luck. Da, da. 
Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I will never let another person be what would um determines determine like exactly. my my life ever. Yeah. No, I get that. Can, even if they say no, I'm gonna go to the next person. Exactly. Next person. But I don't think we disagree with that. I don't think we disagree that, at all. So what do you dis? What's, what's, like, I don't understand the I think there are just so so many factors that contribute to us being able to get to this point. I honestly can say I've never heard a no in terms of my career. Right. Every place I have applied I have. to, I've gotten the job. Like every single mm. place. That is a position of privilege. And still, even though that's the case, I'm never going to be a millionaire in the profession that mm. I'm in. So I just think right. that it's just okay. such a difference in you got the our situations. Sir, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that job that I applied? Yeah, yeah I didn't take it. But you I did get the job, yes. Wow, congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just think of things differently. I don't know. It's a, and I think that there's beauty in that. And Del, honestly, I feel like that perspective probably does lead you to more financial gain. Because I think that my perspective leads me to be like, I'm okay with what I have. And that might not ever get me to the point that you're at. Which is good and for me, but not good for you. So I think that it's a good perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's just a difference in perspective. Yeah. You know? We had a very um, interesting conversation about you know, immigration and and African American and things like that. Discussion that we fitness uh, have yeah. and fitness and health and, and things like that. So, um, I'll have to lean on towards what uh, Delhi. If there's any uh, conversations that need to be had, um, go ahead, Delhi. Yeah. Um, we want to say thank you guys for coming. For sure. Thank um, you for having us. Thanks for having us. Honestly, it was a good conversation. Yeah. We think it's very important for um, black women who are doing well for to come on. Give them their flowers. Um, keep continuing doing what you guys are doing. Um, whether we say it or not, it's, it's motivation. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to lie. You know, I would see you guys posting or doing what you guys are doing. And um, I don't know. It makes me want to do better. It's you know it's crazy because even um, <laughs> even conversations that um, me and Sierra will have, she'd be like, "How much is you spending on like your groceries or mm. anything?" Like Karen, that? like just budgeting. Mm. Did like you call that. me a fucking Karen? No, like you care. Karen. Oh, Karen. Like sorry. Karen. <laughs> Karen. Karen. Sorry. Karen. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. But, like, just about, like, budgeting and, like, you know, things like that. Like, how much is you spending on groceries and things like that. So, it's like, you know, that's important. Yeah, we need that. We need yeah. women in general. Honestly. Yeah, we do. Shout out to you know, women. So. Shout out to, to women. support men. Black women. But you know, to so we're going to uh, end on that note. Uh-huh. Shout out to women. So, yeah. let's just cheers Thank it up. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you guys cheers. so much. Yes, yes. And uh, sure. this is, uh, shout out to guys. you guys coming. Thank um, you so much. All things money. All things money. All things money. Uh-huh. You heard.